0: Welcome to the Legislate Podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building, and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to have Harriet on the show, an entrepreneur and owner of Luna Property Management, a company offering a full array of property maintenance tools to estate agents, facility management companies, and landlords. Harriet, welcome to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Charles. And so as you mentioned, my name is Harriet. I am the proud owner of Lunar Property Management. And today, amazingly, is actually the sixth month of our anniversary. So we've been operating for six months today. So the business has been going really, really strong. I'm so proud of where we've got to so far. And yeah, thank you so much for letting me explain our company and what we're about.
0: And so how did you or why did you start Lunar Property Management?
1: I actually own and run the business with my partner, Dale, so he has always wanted to run his own business. We worked in property together for many years, and he just saw such a great opportunity out there that we could do it together. And then through lockdown, we lived together and obviously heads banging together every single day, we started to think, could we really do this? And then one day, six months ago, we decided, let's just give it a go. And it's been the best thing we've ever done in our careers and in fact we wish we'd done it sooner. It's always the fear of the unknown but we're so pleased and so thankful for how successful we've been. Great
0: and what exactly does Aluna Property Management do?
1: So we are a subcontractor model so we basically sub out all of our work So anything to do with maintenance inside and outside of the property, we are national-based, so we cover the whole of the UK. And if you are an estate agency or a private landlord or a facility management company, you would use us directly for allocating works that your tenants or whoever is living in the property um, may have an issue of some sort. We will get a phone call or an email, and we will delegate jobs to our preferred um, engineers. So it's very much with the middleman, but we do really well.
0: Great. And so... How did you reach national coverage so quickly?
1: By being very out there on LinkedIn, I would suggest. I'm very out there for new business. I'm not afraid to tout for new companies. So I have networked with loads of clients, loads of engineers, and basically just my inbox is always open for new people that want to work with Aluna. So with that being said, there's no limit as to where these people are coming from. And I think because we've been so successful in London, We then branched off to southwest and up north and now because our name is getting out there and it's even better and we're growing so quickly, people are even coming to me now wanting to work with us, so pretty amazing.
0: Well done. And so would you say the pandemic has helped you or fueled that growth?
1: I would suggest that the pandemic has been life-changing for so many people and I think it gave people the opportunity to think what was really important to them. I know for myself when I moved to London I was hoping for bright lights big city and unfortunately I was locked down so I didn't even get to get the chance to experience it unfortunately but I think it made me realise what I wanted for my life. I wanted so much more and to take that risk, which seemed at the time so crazy. It's been the best thing that I've ever done. So I think in a way, lockdown has helped me and many people reach the dreams that they thought they would never be able to
0: do. Wow, that's great. And in these six months, then what's been your favourite moment so far?
1: Favourite moment so far, I think getting calls from... The clients that I've reached out to and them saying, do you know what? We're going to give you a shot. That has been the most rewarding situation because I know I'm painting the picture that in six months it's been sunshine and rainbows, but unfortunately there has been some ups and downs, but the highs have been when you get the call from the clients that you've obviously been trying to work towards working with and they give you that opportunity. I don't think there's much better than
0: that. I can definitely relate to ups and downs uh, as an entrepreneur.
1: Oh god yeah definitely
0: so what would you wish you'd known before starting a lunar property
1: I think if I had known maybe how people portray themselves I take everything on face value and I think that people um, are telling me exactly how it is but unfortunately I think some people in the business world can you know say that they walk the walk but unfortunately can't talk the talk so we've had to experience many different things and situations with people and how they genuinely are I think in business you've got to be a bit more cutthroat whereas I'm far too much of a loving caring person I've got to be a bit more tough Um, but in itself I think it's a learning curve yeah I'm glad we went through the hardness of it to get to where we are otherwise we would never have learned
0: that's great and so you've been at this for six months What's the long-term plan or or vision for your company?
1: So the long-term plan, obviously, just to be consistently successful, the clients that we've currently got, just to keep at those and make sure that they are completely satisfied. But also, we look to actually take on maybe a security aspect to the business. We are nationwide currently, but it would be fantastic to have even more of a coverage in terms of our client base being Scotland all the way down to Cornwall. But anything, it's definitely going to take time because we can't run before we walk. But yeah, I think the business itself, I would love to be the first point of call for any person out there that's looking for any sort of general maintenance, electrical work, plumbing work, gas work. If we can be someone's first choice, that would be the absolute dream.
0: No, that's very impressive. And so, how big is your team, or or is it just you and your partner?
1: Is tiny. So the team is myself and Dale. We currently are directors and owners, and that's about as far as it goes. But we are actually recruiting, and we've got a member of staff coming over in January, so January the 2nd. She's actually been in schooling for 10 years, technical teacher, but she wanted a completely different path. And a challenge and I said well it's definitely what this job is going to entail so we are expanding obviously for the next year and then we look to grow even bigger because unfortunately I can't do everything and neither can Dale so we need to have a bit of support and help. Of course
0: and what do you think are the, the key challenges of managing such a large coverage just the two of you?
1: Oh god I think we've got a brilliant CRM system that we use but sometimes things do just get missed. I think if you've got that influx like we do, we've got like 20 jobs a day that are being conducted and coming in as reactive maintenance. We have to make sure we're delegating to the right people, their diaries are all under control, and that we know what our diaries are doing. Because for instance, if I'm going to London and having site meetings, but work is still coming in, myself and Dale have to manage what's coming in, what's being done. So it has been a massive juggling act. But Unfortunately, that's just the way it's had to be. But moving forward, having that extra bit of support will help the chaos. But don't get me wrong, it will be chaotic, probably forever. But that's property maintenance. Yes.
0: And I guess reactive maintenance is always chaotic as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're dealing with tenants, landlords, estate agents, and making sure that everyone's expectations are met, that the job's being done efficiently and correctly and also in a timely fashion and also being a good price so you've got to juggle all of these things ticking all these boxes making sure that it works but somehow we've managed to get there so yeah
0: well done and and so what is the number one repair that you take care of the
1: number one thing to be honest I think as a business because we can cater for everything We are busy with absolutely all aspects of maintenance. I would say your calls are electrical works, commercial gas works, general maintenance, garden clearances. We do um, hoarder cleans. So we are quite sought after for the broad spectrum of maintenance, really. And I think that's why we've done so well is because we are very versatile. It's not that we're just good at one thing. The guys that we've got working for us are superb and really talented engineers, and we are very lucky to have them because without them, we wouldn't have our business. So I always like to say thank you to them, especially when they do a good job. It's always good.
0: Obviously, you're quite spread out in terms of what you do and and who you work with. What are the key contracts that you interact with the most? So
1: key contracts... A lot of planned maintenance. So with that, in terms of a contract basis, we would have a client that would propose they needed us to do within this planned maintenance, whether that's a load of gas safeties for a certain block or if it's emergency lighting testing for, for again, a block or maybe a commercial site, they would propose the contract that they obviously have drawn up for the site, what their requirements are, and we would have to facilitate them from that. So from a contract aspect, we would have to make sure that everything we'd obviously signed within that contract was met each and every time. So obviously, our responsibility of being the business owners and the engineers were delegating for that work, they would have to be fully competent and know exactly what they were being asked to do. Because if that contract wasn't met, and we sort of let let the client down, we'd be breaching the contract that we'd obviously signed. So With things like that, it's very important that you've got the right people behind you and you are fully aware of what your client's asking of you. And so far, we've had nothing but good from the ones that we have been doing. And to be honest, from a contract point of view, it is quite good with maintenance because you know exactly what you're doing when it needs to be done, if it's monthly, quarterly, yearly, etc. It brings it back down from the chaos of the day-to-day reactive maintenance because it has a bit of structure to it.
0: If everything could plan, there would be no reactive maintenance. Exactly. And what about with your engineers? Are they hired as consultants or, or, or is there a different relationship?
1: Yeah, so they're all subcontractors. So we have an onboarding process with the company. Say, for instance, if you are a gas engineer and you come to me from LinkedIn or email me, or call up and say um really interested in, in being onboarded as a subcontractor, we would then follow a vigorous process of you know vetting them, making sure that they've got all of their insurances and their gas safe number, just checking everything is completely compliant for them coming onto the business. So we don't employ anyone, they are literally just subcontractors. But with that being said, it actually creates a really good relationship because you have a strong bond with these people. You're speaking to them every single day and they're really appreciative to get the work because at the end of the day, they've got their own business. They need to facilitate work for their their guys, the them. So it creates quite a good balance, really, yeah, and it seems to work.
0: In your contract negotiations then, so I, I imagine then that they're, they're mainly with people contracting for planned maintenance or do you have contracts with landlords
1: no, we don't actually deal with technically the landlords directly. It's mainly the estate agencies that would have that management contact and contract with their landlords. But with that being said, that contract, say, with the estate agency and the landlord, when the estate agency asks us to facilitate the works, we will then have to fit into what they've said to their landlord, for instance, if it happens a 24-hour turnaround with jobs or if there has to be a certain price range within the works so the contracts are done before we come on board but then we would have our sla agreement with our clients that again we'd have to facilitate which would incorporate to what their agreement is with their landlord
0: of course it sounds quite legally convoluted
1: definitely you don't want to get that wrong
0: so that's all been very interesting and i am conscious that we've taken a lot of your time so I'm going to ask the closing question that we ask all our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you?
1: I think the thing that impresses anyone with anything that's legal is if it's timely, if it's quick, if it's matter of fact, if things are being explained and it is very straightforward. I think the one thing that people struggle with, anything that's contract-based, is very long-winded and it's repetitive. I think if you can have it clear, concise. And then matter of fact, I think people would prefer a contract like that.
0: That's a great answer and something that at Legislate we, we definitely try to do on the one hand by removing the legalese, but on the second hand, going the extra mile to make it understandable for people who are not solicitors. Thank you very much, Harriet, for being on the Legislate podcast. Best of luck growing Aluna and I'm sure you'll achieve many more great things over the next six months and years.
1: Thank you so much, Charles.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.